Hello, and welcome to Bestie Chats with Soph. I am your host, Sophia Pinella, and I'm so happy to have you here. Well, here we are, and here I am starting a podcast. Why am I starting a podcast? That is such a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking. I think this is a creative endeavor and creative outlet for me. I'm craving some changes in my life, and I really want to push myself out of my comfort zone. I feel like I've been very comfortable over the past year and have been doing the same things over and over, and I really want to just expand and push myself. So what better way to do that than with a podcast? And you guys probably know by now, but I love to talk about really anything and everything. Three minutes on TikTok just isn't enough time to cover all the things that I want to chat with you guys about. So expect it all, sis. Anything you can imagine, we will be covering. We'll be chatting about social media, mental health, nutrition, fitness in the gym, birth control, hormones, relationships, boys, money and finances. I mean, the list just goes on. But I'll be honest in saying I don't really have a game plan with this podcast. I feel like this is a new, fun and creative space for me to just talk with you all on a deeper level and not have the pressure to post about certain topics or at certain times. You know, I just didn't want to feel like tied down to like one thing that we chat about or one emphasis. I really feel like I just love to talk about everything and anything, like I said. In today's episode, I figured we would do a little get to know me. I know I share so much of my life on social media already, but I only really share the present and the future. I feel like I haven't really chatted about my life growing up and experiences I went through that has shaped me into the person I am today. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. I feel like you guys just don't really know my background, my backstory. And I feel like once you get to know that about a person, it really just kind of makes it all make sense. So let's just dive in. This may come as a surprise, but I am a West Coast girly. I was born and raised in Northern California in a city in the East Bay area called Walnut Creek. You may have heard of it. You may have not. I absolutely loved my life growing up. And looking back on my childhood when I was like making the notes for this podcast, it really makes me realize how fortunate of a home life I had. I mean, truly, you just, I don't know. I feel like when you're in the moment, you know, being a child, you don't really know anything. That's your bubble that you grow up in. But I really feel like once you graduate from high school and whether you get a job right away or you're traveling or you go to college or whatever you're doing, that's when you really take the time to look back on your childhood and be like, okay, did I have a good childhood? Like, am I okay? Like, okay, wait, this is all making sense now. So definitely looking back, I had an amazing childhood and I'm so blessed and fortunate to have grown up where I grew up to have the family that I have. I'm super, super close to my family, which includes my wonderful parents. Hi, mom and dad. My sister, who is three years older than me, which I will say I feel like three years is the perfect age gap between siblings. I mean, that's all that I know. It's just my sister and I. But I feel like it's it was just the perfect age gap because I was a freshman when she was a senior. And that was always just such a fun overlap. 
But we also do have a little fur baby brother, Oliver. He's a Lhasa Opso and he's 10 years old and the most perfect human being ever. Um, yes, I refer to my dogs as human because who doesn't? Now, okay, listen, I, I need you to sit down. Are you sitting down? Because I'm about to drop some facts about myself that I don't think I've ever talked about or maybe have mentioned like once or twice on social media, but truly I feel like once I share this with you, it might just make sense. What it is, I don't know. All right, you ready? I went to private Catholic school for 12 years. Woof. Now, okay, I'm about to throw in just another little plot twist. I went to an all-girls private Catholic high school. Yikes. Yep, I know. I know what you're thinking. Dang, she had to wear a uniform for 12 years. Yeah, I did. And you know what? Wearing a uniform every day to school was elite. I didn't have to think twice about what I wore to school. I could wear the same outfit every day and no one would even notice or care. And that's just the best thing. We had four polos and like four skirts to choose from. And that was it. We all wore the same shit. So it didn't really matter. Now, let me just say this first. It wasn't necessarily an all girls traditional high school. Our brother school was directly across the street. Now, typically there's only actually a few schools in the nation that work like ours, which is cool. Usually it's like the sister school and then the brother school is down the street. It's a couple miles away. It's far away, but ours was directly across the street. So we did have classes with boys and we would go over to their campus. They would come over to our campus. We could eat lunch over there. They could eat lunch over here. I mean, it was really intermixed a lot, but third and fourth period were always all girls and all boys right before lunch. And let me tell you, those were the best fucking classes, all girls classes. I mean, I would not change that experience, my high school experience of going to a quote unquote air quotes right now, all girls high school. I would not change that for the world. I mean, it was the best experience. And even at that age, you could just tell how much more mature girls were than boys because in those all girls classes, we would get shit done. We would be respectful and quiet. It wouldn't be noisy. And like boys asking stupid questions to the teacher, trying to make fun of them or snickering or whatever. And we also were very comfortable in class. I mean, it was all girls. Like who really gave a shit? It didn't really matter. And it was just so, it was so fun. So yes, it was an all girls high school, but it wasn't the most traditional way because we did have some male interaction. Did we love it? I don't know. Now, before you make any assumptions about me, because I know what you're really thinking, I'll just say this. I am for the people. I'm for the gays and for the gals. Boys, you know what? We'll get into boys and relationships in a whole other episode, but I I wouldn't consider myself a religious person per se. I'm definitely more of a spiritual person, which I think is a journey everybody kind of goes on, whether you went to private religious school, private school, public school, you are homeschooled, whatever you did. All right. I just, I feel like you just kind of go on that experience alone and you kind of do that journey alone. So I would say I'm definitely more spiritual. I played competitive sports growing up, which was basically my entire identity for as long as I could remember until my senior year of high school. I played soccer and lacrosse. I did try out for water polo my freshman year of high school, and I made the JV team, 
but didn't end up doing it because holy shit, it was literally the hardest physical thing I ever had to do ever. Listen, I'm a land sport gal. I'm I'm not in, you know, aquatics, swimming, whatever. I didn't swim growing up. I, I didn't even do swim team. Like, you know how a lot of people do swim team when they're like little peewees? I didn't even do that. Okay. I was straight into soccer, like every other West Coast bitch there is. And I, I tried it because I was like, I'm going to try something new. Let's do it. Probably the toughest experience of my life until that point. And when I told the coach I, I wasn't going to do it, uh, she was bummed. Although I didn't perform super well at tryouts, which we all knew. Okay. We all saw it. I could barely egg beater my chin above the water and let alone throw the ball. But she said I was the most enthusiastic at tryouts and I'm going to take a win from that. But you know what? I'm, I'm not a swimmer. And she began tryouts with, what do you call it? An IM or whatever to warm up. And I said, immediately, no immediately no. But I played soccer up until seventh grade and then began playing competitive year-round lacrosse, which lacrosse and that sport is a huge part of me. It has a huge chunk of my heart and will forever have a huge part of my heart. So I want to share with you guys a little story on how I stumbled into my successful lacrosse career. Now, this story is the reason that I feel like this sounds so corny, but it's the reason that I am spiritual and the reason that I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and everything happens for you at the right time when it's supposed to happen. And I'm about to prove that to you with this story. So I, in seventh grade, went to, I got invited to ODP soccer tryouts, which I think is Olympic development program. I think I'm not really sure. I probably should have looked it up before I recorded this episode, but I went to, it's like the best of the best tryouts and you make basically a national team. You get to play in front of college coaches and travel around the country and do your thing. So I was really excited and I was a good soccer player. I wasn't the absolute best, but I was a really good soccer player, just well-rounded, good soccer IQ. I was a center midfielder. I absolutely loved it. I went to ODP tryouts, made the first round, went back the next week for the second round. Now, mind you, these tryouts were in bumfuck California. Okay. And no offense to anybody who lives in the middle of nowhere. I call it, my mom actually calls it the armpit of California. No offense to anybody who lives there, but it's, yeah, I'm not going to go any further. It's in the middle of nowhere. And that's where the soccer tryouts were. I ended up getting cut. And I was devastated. I mean, that was like everything to me. I I was wanting to go to college for soccer. My older sister, Francesca, really, really good soccer player. She was looking to play collegiate as well. She tore ACL her junior year, I think, junior, senior year. And that kind of finished out her career. But I wanted to be just like my sister. She was starting to travel, looking at colleges. I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. So when I got cut, I thought my life was over. I was devastated. I was bawling my eyes out. And that day I had seventh grade, like youth lacrosse tryouts. And I, at that point, it's so funny. It's ironic. I hated lacrosse. I hated going to practice. I never wanted to go. I didn't like the sport. I didn't enjoy it. And I didn't want to go to tryouts. And my mom's like, you know, tough shit. You're going to tryouts. So we get back to my mom's car 
an old like 2008 or something Toyota Sequoia. Those things are fucking beasts, okay? We get back to my mom's car and it doesn't start. Battery is dead. And we're in the middle of nowhere, California. So we call AAA and they're like, we're an hour out. Like the earliest that we can get there is an hour. And I was like, I don't really care. I was like, whatever. Like, I don't even want to go to these tryouts. Doesn't matter. So they end up getting out there, jump starting my mom's car, and we get rolling on the road. It's like a two hour drive back to the bay where the tryouts are and everything. I, you know, my mom forces me to go to tryouts. Thank God you did, mom. I love you. But I pull up to tryouts. An hour is already done with tryouts. There's an hour left. I've got fresh legs. I come into tryouts and I absolutely demolish everybody. I won't lie. Like I was also tall. I'm, I'm, I'm taller. I would say I'm like five, seven and a half, a little under five, eight. And I was tall in middle school for sure. I was like the tallest out of my friends. I was tall in elementary school. I was just always the taller kid. So I end up just demolishing all these all these kids. All my friends were there, whatever. We're having fun. And the eighth grade coach comes up to me. And he's like, hey, like you've had an absolutely like unreal tryout. Do you want to come try out for my eighth grade team this week? And he was the A team coach, you know, the gold, the A team. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I ended up trying out that week for the team and I made it. And I actually ended up being captain of that team as a seventh grader, one of the captains, which was just the cool experience. But he was also a travel lacrosse coach as well. He did club lacrosse. He was like the head coach there. And he was like, come try out for my year round lacrosse travel team. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I went and tried out. I made the team. And that's kind of how I started on my lacrosse career. I ended up deciding to quit soccer and commit my life to lacrosse. I ended up falling in love with it once I got better at it and was exposed to just better athletes and lacrosse players all around. And I traveled with that team all over the East Coast and got some pretty incredible experiences. I was like, okay, yeah, this is like, this is what I want to do. And I'm actually like pretty good. I want to take this and run. So then began my journey of figuring out what college I wanted to go to. I wanted to play division one lacrosse in college. I was super gung ho on that. Didn't want to go D2. Didn't want to go D3. I was gung ho on going D1. I ended up switching travel teams and, um, getting on a better travel team where, oh my gosh, it's so fun. It's so fun to reminisce. And I'm sure all the athletes out there that are listening to this, when you had that one team that was just unbelievably raw, I mean, It's just so fun. You'll always, always remember those memories with your teammates and traveling and winning games and double overtime and losing the championship and being exposed to some of the best players that you're ever going to see. I mean, it just was the most incredible experience. And at the end of my lacrosse journey, I ended up being the only player on my team who wasn't committed. Um, I'd say like, 90% of the team was committed to play D1 and to incredible like top 10, top 20 schools um, across the nation and a few D2 and I think one or two D3, but I was like the only one that wasn't committed, which is pretty crazy. But 
I was actually committed for a hot second. And in high school, I was an All-American lacrosse player. I was also an academic All-American, which shocked me. When I got that award my senior year, I was like, are you talking about me, Sophia Pinella, or my doppelganger with the really good grades? But that was pretty cool. I played for a national team. And again, I know I keep ranting about this, but this is just such a huge part of who I am and like what has shaped me in into the person I am today. I also coach high school women's lacrosse. I'm the head coach at a high school here in Reno, which I'll kind of dive into in a little bit. But yeah, it just is it's a huge part of me. And and I ended up deciding um, to commit to a small D1 school in Moraga, California, which is about like 20 minutes away from where I grew up, 15, 20 minutes. It's near like UC Berkeley. It's St. Mary's College, if you guys are familiar with the area. And it was kind of a building program. I was super excited to go there, but it was just comfortable because I was invited to a few schools. Um, High Point, USC, Oregon were like the main ones that I traveled to. And as like a 15, 16, 17-year-old Traveling around, touring college campuses, talking to the coaches, being exposed to 18 to 23-year-old girls, it was scary. I I don't know. I I don't know. It was really intimidating, and it kind of scared me into staying close to home and committing close to home. I don't want to say that I settled because I genuinely wanted to go there for a small amount of time, but I do feel like I could have pushed myself a little bit harder. It's the athlete in me, okay, when you reminisce. I could have you know, done more. I could have definitely, I feel like committed to a better school, but everything happens for a reason. All right. Like I just told you, and I would say, so I committed beginning of my junior year of high school. I ended up decommitting beginning of my senior year of high school. And I told you already, I visited Oregon, University of Oregon, by the way, Scoducks. My sister was up there at the time. She graduated from U of O. I took a visit there. I loved loved the campus. I loved the school. I did not like the lacrosse program. I didn't like the girls, didn't like the coaches, very much mean girl vibes. Like they were not welcoming at all when I visited there at the time. So I knew it was a school at the at the time. I was like, I don't want to go here. Like, absolutely not. Like I'm super intimidating, mean girl vibes. And then I was like, wait, I can actually just go there for school. Like I don't have to play there. So I ended up applying to University of Oregon. I got an early decision and that's when I decided to kind of go the normal college route to Oregon. Now, circling back all the way to why I truly believe everything happens for a reason, if I made that ODP soccer team, if my mom's car never had broken down, I would have never probably gone to the tryout. I would have never been late to the tryout. The coach would have never like seen me. I, I would have never played up a level, played travel across, quit soccer. None of that would have happened. I would have never, I mean, my life would be so different. It would be so different. And thank God I got cut. And thank God my mom's car was broken down because it would have just been such a different life I would have had. I don't even know what I would be doing today. Probably not this if it wasn't for that. Now, I went to University of Oregon for two years, and I transferred from University of Oregon to University of Nevada, Reno, aka UNR, which brings me to why I live in Reno. It's such a random place to live. A lot of people don't know geographically where Reno is, but I transferred to UNR 
finished out my education here, which I will tell you that I was bullied in my sorority at U of O. I loved, I just loved going to Oregon and it still makes me really sad to this day. I I won't lie. Um, the experience was definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Um, it was an experience that changed me and hardened me up a little bit and definitely shifted basically who I am as a person. And definitely, I would say that that impacted me the most to shape me into who I am today is going through that experience and having to stand up for what I know is the truth and what I believe in and tell people to their face that I don't think they're very good people and having to leave that and make a decision to walk away from people who I thought were my close friends, people who I thought were going to be, you know, my future bridesmaids, my future godparents of my children. I mean, I thought that that was going to be my life graduating from Oregon and it wasn't. Thank God. Oh my God. I wouldn't be doing this today. Again, everything happens for a reason. We will definitely dive into my experience of being bullied in a sorority. It's actually something that I've never shared on social media. I've never shared that story. I've mentioned it a few times, but I've never dove in deep into really what happened and I'm going to do it. I'm going to share it on this pod. So definitely get ready for that one. I feel like a lot of young women go through the same experience where they have a really bad sorority experience transferring schools, whether they're in Greek life or not, having to transfer schools due to maybe being bullied or your mental health is not easy and it's not talked about enough. So we'll definitely, we'll definitely get into that on this pod. So I transferred to UNR, but it was COVID. So I basically just did online school until I graduated in 2021, which I actually loved it. Okay. I I loved the online school. It completely cleared up my schedule. It allowed me to have a more flexible schedule. It allowed me to work almost full-time while being a full-time student. But Anyways, I graduated with my bachelor's in journalism with an emphasis in public relations and advertising and a minor in business administration. An educated queen, if you will, but college is low-key overrated unless you need it for your career. That's all I'll say about that. Oh my God, this is like, I haven't talked this much in a long time. But let's dive into social media and how the hell I'm doing what I do today. What do I do? What do I do for a living? I feel like I ask myself that question all the time. But also when I look at people on social media and they post on social media, I'm always, I'm nosy. Okay. I'm always like, what do they do? Like, how do they make their money? Like how much money are they making? That is so me. And I know it's you too. All right. So don't judge me. Going into my senior year of college, I had zero clue what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't have a dream job. I was not super interested in working in public relations or marketing or ad. It wasn't like a dream of mine, but I it was kind of the direction that I was heading in. And I was just kind of like, okay with that. But my senior year is pretty much when my life completely changed because I met my coach. And although I'm an online coach and personal trainer, I also have a coach. I have two coaches, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Hi, Anna and Bo. I love you guys. But they changed my life. I met Bo when I worked. Don't judge me when I tell you this, but I worked at Crunch Fitness. And I met him there. And he's like, let me train you. Like, come on, let's do this. And I'm like, you know what? 
fuck it. I'm extremely unhappy with how I look and how I feel. Like, let's do this. And I had no idea what I signed up for. I realized through my coach, Bo, properly educating me on health, fitness, nutrition, macros, I mean, mental health, everything, how to work out in a gym, you know, getting into a real routine. He changed my life. And once I would say like very quickly into my journey, like two months in, I realized that I wanted to do this for a living. I wanted to be a personal trainer. I wanted to be an online coach. I wanted to run my own business and be an entrepreneur. Like I knew that I was going to be an amazing coach and it just all kind of clicked and it just kind of happened and, and fell into place. And it happened really, really quickly in regard to social media. I had no intention or idea of what my life was soon to become. I mean, social media has changed my life. I started another, I started like a Instagram fitness account outside of my personal one. I no longer use my personal one anymore. And then I just started a TikTok for fun. I started it in September of 2020. I graduated in 2021. Yeah. So I started it full time of 2020, my senior year, like beginning of my senior year. Once I met my coach, I was like, oh, I actually like I want to post some of these workouts. I was honestly, okay, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was super embarrassed to post my workouts, especially from people who like followed me from high school and like leftover people that still, that didn't unfollow me when I left Oregon. I was like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want people to know that I do this. Like that's so awkward. I had such, oh my God, I was so embarrassed and insecure. So I made another account, not with the intention of becoming an influencer at all. I just wanted to post my workouts. Like it was just for fun. I was just like, whatever, like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. I was more at the time focused at being a personal trainer in person. I had no idea like what online coaching would do for me and social media would do for me. So I just did that for fun. I had my first TikTok go kind of viral in December of, or January of 2021. And I got a, a lot of followers on Instagram and a lot on TikTok in a short amount of time. And that was the first video you always, if you have, if you post on social media or if you do it for a living, you have like these one videos that you remember that kind of like made you go viral and like made you catch traction and viewers and followers and blah, blah, blah. And you'll never forget that, but it, it does shift. It shifts everything. And that's when I realized like, holy shit, I could, I could make this part of my business. Like, why don't I use this to advertise myself? So I kind of just took that and ran with it. I got my certification in personal training. I also am cycling certified. I'm a Schwinn indoor cycling instructor, certified instructor technically, which I feel like getting into cycling would be, I'm, I'm used to be into cycling by the way. Like I used to do it when I was at Oregon a lot, like a few days a week, I was an avid cycler. Like when you do soul cycle type deal, like dancing on the bike, that's what I did. So I got my certification in that, but I got my CPT in about six weeks, my senior year of college. I busted my ass for it, working almost full-time, being a full-time student, balancing all that, being on my own journey, trying to post on social media, really trying to do all these different things. And yeah, I ended up getting that. I started my LLC. I told my parents, listen, Sue, Mark, I am not going the traditional nine to five route. I am going to be an online coach and personal trainer, and I'm going to run my own business. 
And I am so, so lucky. My parents are so supportive of me and they always have been, my entire family has been my biggest fans and like support system this entire time. They encouraged me to do it. They believed in me. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And I'm very lucky because I know there's parents and, and people out there that don't really support that and don't think it's like a legit career that that you can have but it really truly is and my parents supported that and I'm just forever grateful for that but they're like hell yeah you are like go do it and I'm like perfect so I graduated my senior year and my boyfriend and I which Nash the love of my life you guys hopefully you know Nash by now but if not he will be, of course, probably the first guest on the pod. But we moved in. We've been dating for, oh my gosh, over four years now. But we moved in right after I graduated. He was up here in Reno going to school to be a firefighter. And he just actually got his degree in fire science and fire technology. And he's working right now as an ER tech in an emergency room. And he's absolutely loving it. It's it's so awesome, which will then eventually turn into when he wants to apply to departments and, and do that, which is super, super exciting. It's been amazing seeing his journey. And oh my God, I just, I could talk about him all day. I freaking love him. But we moved in together after I graduated college, which is very taboo. But both of our parents, I mean, we just, Nash and I are two peas in a pod. They were super supportive of it. They're like, oh my God, yeah, like you guys are, you guys are good. You guys are good to go, like all the fun stuff. So, anyways, I know I've said it a million times, but we moved in together and I started my career. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to tell you, I had about mm, maybe three. 3,500 followers on Instagram and maybe like 30 to 50 on TikTok when I graduated college. I was by no means, I wasn't a nobody, but I was. Nobody really knows, knew who I am. I don't even know if people really know who I am, but nobody, especially back then, knew who I was like at all. And I basically just grinded my ass off to advertise myself and really push social media super, super, super hard. And I've been super fortunate to have luck, I guess you could say with social media and sharing just my life. And, you know, I guess you guys like what I have to say and what I have to post sometimes, which is what brings us here. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. So when people ask me like, what do you do for a living? I tell them that I own my own business. Um, you know, I'd say I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and I am an online coach and personal trainer. That is my job. That's my baby. It's the love of my life. It's what fulfills me every single day. And it's what I absolutely love to do. I post on social media for fun. It's how I advertise myself and my business I wouldn't say, I feel like there's a difference between creating content and being a content creator, which I know you're probably like, no, there isn't. You're a content creator. And I get that. I maybe have had four full videos that I posted on TikTok where they have been sponsored or paid um, from like a company or a brand that I wanted to work with that I already use. You guys know I'm not really huge into brand deals or sponsored posts because that's just like not how I make my money. I make my money through my business. And 
through social media in a way because I work with some amazing brands I'm signed with. TLF, G Athletica, Legion, Glow Pro Tans, Natural Cycles, Natural Cycles, I love you, the love of my life. Um, just to name a few. So, you know, I do make money through that, through commission, you know, and I have an Amazon storefront, which, oh my God, you guys, we'll get into social media and how people make money. But I will tell you, when people post Amazon hauls, and they are a successful Amazon storefront person, okay, you can make so much money on there, all right? It's insane. It's insane. I didn't get it until I got it, and then it made sense because I'm like, how are these people affording these Amazon hauls? Like, how do they afford this? And then I started an Amazon storefront. I was like, whoa, okay, back it up, back it up. I get it now, which again, we'll, we'll dive into that another time. But that's where I'm at today. I'm in the gorgeous Reno, Nevada. Like I said earlier, super random place to live. A lot of people don't know geographically where I live. I'm in Northern Nevada. Vegas is in Southern Nevada. It's like a six, seven hour drive. So it's far away. Okay. Nobody, that drive is the worst drive I've ever made. I, I would rather drive five south going down from the bay to LA or San Diego where you smell those smelly cow farms, then drive from Reno to Vegas ever again. Because Nevada, you guys, middle of nowhere Nevada is scary. Okay, UFOs, Area 51, um, freaking a bunch of like old atomic bombs from like World War One and Two are just like stored in Nevada. I don't know. It's like ghost town. There's a lot. Like I live like 20 minutes from Virginia City, and if you guys know anything about history and gold mining and and cowboys and shit, it's it's right there. It's spooky. There's so many ghosts. Ghost adventures actually went to Virginia City one time. I don't know if you guys are ghost adventures, ghost hunters people. The OGs get it. Okay, the OGs get it with ghost adventures. If you know, you know, and if you don't, it's fine. We still like you here, but Nevada is just like, it's, it's a really pretty place. I mean, Reno. Okay. Let me retract that. Reno is a really pretty place. Um, it's right next to Lake Tahoe. We live like 20 minutes from Lake Tahoe. It's a hidden gem. We're in the high Sierra desert. So it's extremely dry up here and it gets so cold. We're, I think we're at about 4,500 elevation. So we're kind of up there a little bit. I know Colorado and places in Utah and stuff are definitely a lot higher, but like I grew up in zero elevation in the Bay. So this is like a lot for me. It's super dry up here. We're actually getting a huge snowstorm right now. We've had an insane winter so far. It usually doesn't snow this much, but it's snowing a ton, which honestly the mountains need it. We need it. But that's where I'm at today. Now, Nash and I do not plan to stay in Reno long-term. We never have wanted to stay in Reno long-term. It's done its job for what we needed it to do, right? I mean, it's a city that we're able to live in and afford on our own. And we would not be able to do that in the Bay Area. And, you know, we just don't have any other places. We, at the time, excuse me, that I graduated college. Hello. 
at the time of graduating college, there was no other area that we could afford to live on on our own, like the Bay Area. It was either the Bay Area or here. So we obviously decided to stay here. Nash was still going to school. And it's been amazing. It's been so fun to live here. It's a growing city. So many people from California are making their way out here. There's a bunch of stuff under construction. I mean, it's expanding like crazy, which is really cool to see. Um, But we know we're not going to be here long term at all. We're definitely going to be moving within the next year to year and a half. I'm not going to tell y'all where we have, we know where we're going to live and we know where we want to raise our children and we know where that is, but I'm going to leave you guys on your titsy toes when it comes to that, because I can and I want to. All right. But that's pretty much everything question mark? I think I'm not really sure. I probably forgot some major life things, but I hope that you guys kind of know me a little better. I hope we know each other a little better. Maybe hearing that makes you not like me as much. Maybe hearing it makes you like me even more. Maybe hearing it's just like, whatever. Hopefully though, you enjoyed this episode. I feel like this was just a great start to kind of really make you guys understand who the heck I am, what I do with my life, how it got to this point. And I'm so excited to share this journey with you guys. I want to say thank you so much if you listened all the way through this entire episode. Thank you for even listening to my podcast. I mean, that truly means the world to me. Please DM me on any of my socials, which I will link in the show notes below. And let's have a conversation. I love to, you know, see your guys' DMs. I love to try to reply to as many as I can. If you guys have anything that you want me to talk about on this pod, let me know. I am absolutely all ears. But I just want to say thank you so much again for being here with me today. Like I said, I'm so happy to have you here. I can't wait to see where this pod takes us. It is our little baby right now. It's our baby. And I can't wait to see this journey of, you know, growing with this podcast and being able to really get creative with, you know, what we chat about on here and all of that fun stuff. But thank you. I love you. I hope you have an amazing morning, night, evening, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at. And I will chat with you soon.